who we are building the list with. So your list is growing well, but are they the right people for what you are selling them? How relevant is the lead magnet you are using to build your email list with? And is that lead magnet moving them closer to buying? Welcome to Imperfect Action. I'm Steph Taylor. For years, I read all the books, downloaded all the freebies, and did all the courses. But it wasn't until I started taking Imperfect Action that my business had its first million-dollar year. Imperfect Action is about doing things before you're ready, prioritizing consistent action over perfect action, and moving forward, even when you're not sure you're doing it right. On this show, you can expect mindset advice, actionable marketing tips, and strategies to build a business that brings you more profit, more freedom, and even more joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co forward slash DBB or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome back to Imperfect Action. This is episode 605. Today is another episode of Ask Steph, where I'm answering a listener question that was submitted. And if you have a question that you want to submit or you have a situation in your business and you want to know what I would do in your shoes, pop on over to stephtaylor.co slash asksteph and you'll be able to submit your questions for this show. All right. Today's question comes from Beck Norris from Plantful Pregnancy. She says, hey, Steph, I've been loving your podcast episodes lately. They really seem to be exactly what I need to hear in that moment. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. Uh, in particular, how do you get your groove back when you're feeling down about business? Which brings me to my question. In essence, how do I boost my email list engagement? I've recently seen some great growth in my email list, which has almost doubled from 200 to 400 since August 22, but notice that my emails aren't quite hitting the mark when it comes to click rates. At the moment, my click rate is sitting between 0 and 2% with zero conversions. So even if they do click the link, there is no conversion on the other side. Additionally, I recently sent out a survey asking my email list why they didn't join in my recent membership launch. I haven't received one response yet, despite there only being three questions and a donation to a local charity. Again, how do I get my audience to engage in my content and excited to join my offers and or provide feedback? Okay, so there are a couple of things we need to look at here. And firstly, I want to say, you know, click rate between zero and two percent isn't terrible. Uh, it's not terrible. It's pretty standard, I think, in most industries to have a click rate around 2%. So, and, and it, it just does vary a lot between different industries. Like some are lower click rates, some are higher than 2%. And that's as a percentage of total subscribers. So if we say, okay, you've got 400 people on your email list and only 2% of them are clicking, well, that's only eight people who are clicking through to the sales page. We'll come back to that in just a second. But there's really three things that I want to cover in this episode. And that is, firstly, we need to break it down at each step. And those three things, the the three different steps, firstly, open rate, secondly, click rate, thirdly, conversion rate. Now, I love diving into the numbers behind all of these things because I think looking at numbers can give us a much better insight into what's going on than how we just subjectively feel about something. So if we look at the open rate first. Now, You haven't mentioned this in your question, but I'd be so curious to know what percentage of people on your list are opening your emails. 
And with a list of your size, I would hope it's more than 30%. As lists grow into the thousands, the open rate does have a tendency to decrease, especially if you've been doing this for a while and there might be people on your list who were interested when they signed up five years ago and now they no longer are. That's okay. But I would hope at this stage, it's around 30% or more. And if it's less than that, then that's a sign that there's nothing wrong with the emails you're writing or what you are selling them. But actually, there's something wrong with either your subject line. It means your subject line isn't inspiring anyone to open them. Or there is an issue with your email deliverability. And I would say it's most likely the deliverability because this has been a pretty huge issue for anybody doing email marketing, especially at the moment. And what it really is, deliverability is how many people are getting into people's inboxes versus their spam folders. Now, when you send an email to your subscribers, it is getting sent from an IP address. This is where your email marketing tool takes care of all of this stuff that you don't even need to know about. But it's coming from an IP address. And with most of those email marketing tools, you actually share an IP address with a bunch of their other, their other users, other senders. And if just one of those other senders is super spammy and they're constantly getting marked as spam, that can impact your deliverability as well. Because now Gmail and Outlook, they are seeing, oh, there's an email coming from this IP address and loads of people have said that this IP address has spam. So we're now going to put all of the emails from this IP address into somebody's junk mail. What can you do about that? Well, firstly, uh, some email marketing tools will let you message their support and ask you, uh, ask them to switch you. You can ask them to switch you onto a new IP address. Uh, but you generally do have to say, look, these open rates are below, well below industry standard and we haven't been sending spam. You have to be able to show them those things. Uh, I've had this conversation with a couple of different platforms. Um, if you're sending loads of email e- emails each month, like, you know, we send more than 500,000 out each month, then, which sounds like a lot, but when you've got nearly 50,000 people on your list, that's only like 10 emails per subscriber. Uh, then it might be worth in that case investing in a dedicated IP address. And this really varies in cost depending on who the platform is, like who your email marketing tool is. So ask their support team how much that costs. Um, it could also be other factors. Like there are other factors that impact deliverability. You know, if your emails are really large file sizes, if you're embedding photos and GIFs, that can really make the file quite bloated and that can send them to spam too. Uh, if you search spam score checker in Google, you'll be able to, you'll find there's some tools where you can um, paste your emails in and you can also do like a deliverability check in some of them as well. And that'll show you, That'll show you whether you have an issue with deliverability. Then the next thing we want to look at is that click rate. And you've obviously, you already know what your click rate is, but how do we influence that click rate? So once somebody has opened that email, now you need to get them reading and you need to keep them reading and you need to compel them to click. And that might sound so simple in theory, but what it really drills down to is being able to write good copy. And that doesn't mean being a clever writer or a witty writer. Everybody thinks being a good writer or being being able to write good copy is about being funny and clever and, you know, everybody loves reading your stuff because it's so engaging. That's not it. Being a good copywriter means knowing who you are writing for and writing in a way that clearly communicates to that particular person and keeps them reading. And this is one of the reasons why I say it's so important to define exactly who your ideal client is 
so that you can write for that ideal client, not for everybody who's on your list. If you are somebody who is saying, hello, everybody, or hi, guys, or hi, everyone, and you're referring to them as my subscribers rather than as you, you know, if you're talking to them as a collective rather than a person, that is the first sign that there's something not going right with your copy. You want to be talking to the subscriber, the one person, not the collective. I would recommend, if you haven't already, invest in a copywriting course. Pick a good copywriting course, learn about consumer psychology, learn about how to clearly um, clearly identify that right person, that ideal client, how to write for how to identify what they're struggling with and write for them. Okay. It's not easy. It's not something you even if you're a naturally good writer, learning how to write persuasive good copy. And like when I say persuasive, I don't mean like in a persuading somebody to buy something they don't need. I mean persuasive in that it's engaging, it's compelling, and they are hooked essentially. They want to read it. They're like, this is for me. Another thing you can do is test different structures for your emails. Try short emails if you usually send long ones or vice versa. Uh, If you usually include multiple calls to action in your email, like multiple different links, try doing an email with just one link or the other way around. Test different things, see what works, see what doesn't work. Um, it is it is trickier with a small subscriber base. It's harder to get that le- that granularity of data uh, that's meaningful. But as your list grows, you'll start to see what works and what doesn't. And then the third thing that we want to look at, the third step, is that conversion on the sales page. So at the start of this episode, I did the calculation, right? You said you've got 400 people on your list, 2% of them click through. So that's eight people maybe who are looking at your sales page. So that's not that many you know, like that would mean, so if one of those eight people converted, that would mean your sales page has a conversion rate of like 12%, 12.5%, something like that, if my maths is right. That's a pretty high conversion rate. So it could be, it could be a matter of just not getting enough people onto that sales page, or it could be one of these other two things. So the first thing could be that, and this first thing has everything to do with your email list, by the way. And that is how warm your audience is or how ready they are to buy. Okay. And then the second thing has nothing to do with your email list. And that is what is on the sales page, what that sales page says. So the first part, how do, how warm your audience is, how ready they are to buy. Your email marketing isn't just there to sell to them. It's a place for you to deliver free content to them. And that can be sending them to go and listen to your podcast or, you know, consume a video that you've recorded. Or it can also just be that you share a piece of content, like you write something that's valuable to them in an email and that's it. Okay. So it's also that email marketing is there to help bridge the gap between where they are right now and where they need to be to be ready to buy. The same as the rest of your free content. You are the expert. They are not the expert in what you do. So if they are not converting, it could be that they don't quite understand the problem they're struggling with or the solution to their problem, or the transformation. And this is literally what we spend 12 weeks doing in Launch Magic before you open doors. We spend 12 weeks getting people to that point where they now understand that they have this problem, they understand what the solution to their problem is, they understand why your particular solution is going to get them that transformation that they want. And this is not something that happens very quickly, unfortunately. Okay, so then the second part is what is on the sales page. And that has nothing to do with your email list, how engaged your email list is. So once someone has clicked from your email onto your sales page, it is now the sales page's job. Like when you 
go to board a plane and the gate agents get you onto the plane. And as soon as you're on the plane, it's now the pilot's job to get you to your destination safely. Once someone has clicked from your email, it is now the sales page's job to sell to them. So it's likely then that there's something in the sales page that isn't quite hitting the mark or there's something that's missing from it. But again, I don't know if we have enough numbers to actually say the sales page isn't converting because I don't know how many people in total have viewed your sales page. And it might be worthwhile looking at how many people have signed up overall versus how many people have viewed your sales page overall. Because if we're only saying, you know, eight people have clicked through to the sales page from the email, that's quite low. Like that's a low number of people. And it's quite normal to not have converted anyone out of those eight people. Now, the goal with your sales page and your emails isn't to get them excited about your offers. I know you said this, you asked this in your question. How can you get them excited about your offers? It's not. We don't need to get them excited. Excitement isn't what sells. And you see this a lot when people are like, finally here, my course about this topic is finally here. And they think their audience will get excited about a course, but your audience doesn't care about what you are selling as much as you do. And I hate, I, I hate delivering that harsh truth, but it's so true. And the minute I realized that was the minute where I was like, oh, hang on. They don't care about this. They care about the problem that they have. They want to know how this thing is going to change their life. They don't, they're not going to get excited about it, but they do want to know how it's going to change their life. And they might get excited about the potential future that they will have after they invest in this thing. But it's not that they're going to be excited about your offers most of the time. And then, you know, I, I know you said you've been trying to ask your list and they're not giving you any feedback. Again, it might just be that there's not enough people, you know, if only eight people or however many it is have viewed the sales page, it might just be that there's not really enough and they're not invested enough to respond. But you could also reach out personally and you could frame it as one question rather than a survey. You could say, look, I saw you looked at the sales page for whatever your offer is called, but you didn't buy. I'd love to know why you made that decision. And you can reach out to them via email, via Instagram DM, via wherever you communicate with these people. Reach out and ask them and you should be able to see I mean, you should be able to see at least in your email marketing tool that they've clicked on that link to the sales page. And then that you should be able to, you can like narrow it down, like to who's clicked on that page. And then you can reach out to them that way. Something else to consider more broadly. So we've looked at open rate, click rate, conversion rate, but something else outside of all of that is also looking at who we are building the list with. So your list is growing well, but are they the right people? for what you are selling them. How relevant is the lead magnet you are using to build your email list with? And is that lead magnet moving them closer to buying? Often you need a specific lead magnet for a specific offer. Like this is one of the things I teach in Launch Magic, right? Is having that specific launch lead magnet because that lead magnet is not just there to grow your list. It's also there as a nurturing tool. It's not just there to show people how much value you can provide. It's actually there to educate them. And education is such a huge part of marketing and of sales. Okay, so having that really specific lead magnet for that specific offer, rather than just having one general catch-all lead magnet, can actually help to increase those conversions as well. Um, and then also, you know, other things like timing. Um, so people often will put off buying until they have a reason to buy right now. And if you don't give them a reason to buy right now, they will keep kicking that can down the road and not make a decision. So 
It might look like one week you're offering bonuses, or maybe if they sign up before this certain date, they get a Q&A call, or, you know, there's, there's certain things that you can put in there that aren't like high pressure sales tactics, but they are an incentive with a deadline for somebody to take action. And then that way, if they, if it's something that they really have been on the fence about, seeing that deadline might just be what it, they needed to nudge them off the fence. So there you have it, you know, three main areas and then two other little things to consider. So the open rate, the click rate, the conversion rate, all three completely separate things. And then who are those people we are building that list with and and what kind of deadlines are we giving them to take action? What kind of incentives are we to take giving them to take action right now rather than waiting until next week or next month, which you and I both know they will forget by then. So That is it for today's episode. If you're not already subscribed to the show, hit the follow button. It looks like a little plus in Apple Podcasts and it just means you'll get each new episode straight to your podcast app so you don't have to go and look for them when they come out every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And if you haven't already left a rating and a review for the show, please take two minutes and do it, even like 30 seconds and do it. I read every single one of them and it means a lot to me. So thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time. (music) 